welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, Giants, Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for tuning in to this 50th episode edition, and today I'll be talking about the Rangers nodding the series at one against the Penguins, beating them 5-2 at Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Jersey Guy Sports Podcast. This has gone by fast. It seems like I just started this a few months ago. So 50 episodes in the bag. How about that? So let's start with the Rangers-Penguins. The Rangers beat the Penguins 5-2 Thursday night at MSG in Game 2 of the NHL playoffs to knock the series at 1. This was a game that was just critical for the Rangers to win. They had to get this game after that epic loss Tuesday night that lasted almost six periods. Three overtime loss at the Garden. This was critical. The Rangers in this game showed some heart. They showed some character. They showed a lot of toughness. And they got continued outstanding goaltending by Igor Shosturkin. They finished the game really strong this time and got a much-needed victory, heading to Pittsburgh for two games starting Saturday evening. Ryan Lindgren and Barkley Goodrow were out for the Rangers. They're still hurt, and that hurts. Their return is critical. They are terrible losses for the Rangers. After the game, Gallant uh, had said that Goodrow is week to week, which sounds like a long time, and Lindgren is day-to-day. Um I don't know which one I would prefer back quicker, but um, I guess defensemen, it, we were, you know, we only play six, you know, defensemen per game. So it's, you know, I guess if you lose one of them, especially a good one, probably the impact is good. But Goodrow is so experienced and does so many little things that he is quite a loss too. And he is the, seems like the longer term injury here, but you can never tell in hockey and especially with Gallant. Anyway, um, without those two, um, it was also awesome, by the way, to see (laughs) three Yankees in attendance at Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. The cameras showed it, too, and the crowd went wild. DJ LeMayhew, Aaron Judge, and Aaron Rizzo were in the front row drinking some beer, enjoying the Rangers game. It was a very cool sight on a very cool night at the Garden, so that was really fun. The game started out really intensely. Uh, lots of hitting and flying around on both sides. Madison Square Garden fans had immediate reasons early on to be mad at the refs again. Again. The Rangers were called for a penalty less than four minutes into the game. <laughs> uh, luckily, that one didn't cost the Rangers, as the Rangers killed it off, I guess, relatively easily. And then Andrew Kopp opened the scoring for the Rangers and wristed one pass the Pittsburgh goalie to give the Rangers a one nothing lead about seven minutes into the first period. This is off of a great pass by uh, Artemi Panarin. Uh, Kopp has really proven to be an excellent addition for the Rangers. He's someone the Rangers should absolutely try to sign this offseason. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, and the Rangers need to go after him and see if we can sign him. The Penguins, by the way, had their third-string goalie starting. Uh, he's a lefty. He made... Um, an outstanding save on uh, Mika's uh, one-timer oh, diving across the net. It would have put the Rangers up 2 nothing. The Rangers really were flying around in the first period, but again, yes, they were still up only one nothing with 11 minutes left when Pittsburgh tied the game 1-1 off of Panarin. Awful, 
awful turnover. Oh, my God, Panarin. Somehow Panarin, by the way, ended up with the first star of the game. And I, I, I don't know how because I had a lot of complaints about him. He was better, Panarin was, than in game one. But this was all him, this tying goal. He just, from the boards, had a terrible centering pass toward the center. Crosby picked it off. They came in and they scored and tied it 1-1. I am not happy with Panarin's game. I have no idea how he got first star. But I am not happy at all with Panarin's game. He has to pick it up. He has to be tougher with the puck. He has to play a little more north-south. I know that's not his game, but he's got to do better than what he's doing now. <clears throat> this team is going nowhere unless Panarin pay, plays better. We can write it down. Uh, that turnover, you know, it led to the Pittsburgh goal. It was terrible. It was, it was terrible. He didn't have any pressure on him, and he still turned it right over. That was really bad. With about, I don't know, three minutes left in the first period, Strom took his third freaking penalty of the playoffs already. So you have, you know, one game and then, you know, a couple minutes left in the first period of the game too. And Strom has already taken three fucking penalties. I mean, come on here. Stop it, Strom. You cannot take three penalties in a game in less than one period. This was, you know, more of an innocuous one. But, you know, he shot the puck in the stands and you, you just... Boy, you know, playoff games, everything is magnified. Everything is exaggerated. And when you take penalties and the team scores, you know, that's, that's a tough thing. You make bad turnovers, the other team scores. It's not like the regular season where, oh, well, you know, you just, you know, try to get better. You know, you could be going home, you know, because of that. And you have to, have to, have to play with a little more focus and, you know, a little more determination. And of course, at that point, the Penguins having two more power plays to the Rangers, none at that point, late in the first period, didn't help the fans move toward the refs, right? The first period ended 1-1, but it certainly kind of felt like a tenuous lead at that, or not lead, but, you know, a tenuous tie at that point. A minute into the second period, Pittsburgh was actually called for a penalty. Imagine that. Raise the friggin' flag. Pittsburgh had gotten six straight power plays in the series prior to that second period of the Thursday night game. And that power play was a big one for the Rangers. The Rangers had control for almost the entire two minutes and then scored on a power play when Ryan Strom deflected a Fox shot for the Rangers and it gave the Rangers a 2-1 lead. The Rangers power play is a powerful weapon. It has been in the regular season and it has proved to be so far in the playoffs. That was only their <laughs> second power play of the entire series, and they were two for two at that point. It sucks balls that the rest were not calling penalties on Pittsburgh at that point, and they really didn't the rest of the game, although the stats are going to show differently. The Rangers effectively had two or three power plays this game. It showed that they had, you know, that they called Pittsburgh for six penalties, but they didn't really, because one of them was a two men each roughing Rangers and pens and was four and four. You can't count that as calling Pittsburgh for a penalty. And the other two on Pittsburgh were called in the last minute of the game. So, I mean, come on. The game was out of reach by that point. So, effectively, they were really only called for either two or three penalties. Um, anyway, the Rangers at this point were two for two on the power play. And hopefully it acts to dissuade Pittsburgh from taking too many penalties if the refs actually call you know, at least medium <laughs> penalties, uh, if not egregious ones. At this point in the game and throughout most of the game, Adam Fox was kind of dominating both defensively and offensively. At one point, there was an awesome hit. Ryan Reeves 
almost put Malcolm through the friggin' boards. It was an awesome hit. Malcolm was all pissed off trying to go and run people after that. Oh, it was great. With the Rangers flying around, Chris Kreider then deflected a Frank Vetrano shot to make it 3-1, which was great. Uh, Rangers, there was about, I don't know, maybe eight or nine minutes left in the second period. It was a huge goal. It was important that the Rangers had a little buffer because Pittsburgh continued to get great scoring chances one after another that were, you know, fought off by Igor. But, of course, right before the second period, and Crosby scored a goal. I think it was a minute or less left in the second period. He went through like three or four friggin' Rangers and cut the lead to 3-2. There was a lot of reaching and gliding and stick-checking attempts. And they made no attempt to take the body on Crosby, and it cost the Rangers. And I'm sorry. I, I know Crosby is awesome. He is one of the all-time great players. I know it is. But this is the friggin' playoffs. You cannot have one-on-three, one-on-four, and have a guy go through everyone and score. You just can't. I mean, it isn't something you should be seeing. And you have to take the body. You can't be gliding backwards with your stick in front of you and, you know, waving it back and forth trying to make plays. Step up and take the body. That is what they've been doing most of the regular season and some of these playoffs, but but not enough. And that, that one cost them. That was bad. And I know. I mean, there's only so much you can say because Crosby is Crosby, but that, I, I hated that. And the Rangers had all the momentum and then they went into the third period again with only a 3-2 lead when it felt like it should have been a little more. And then, of course, down 3-2, the third period started out all Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was down 3-2, and they just were shot after shot after shot on Igor. And Igor made save after save after outstanding save. The Rangers finally got their first friggin' shot on goal like six minutes into the third period. It was absolutely all Pittsburgh. It just nuts. And then Panarin who had been playing terribly this game and this entire series. I'm sorry. He was behind the net and he tried to pass and, and it banked off one of the Pittsburgh defenders, you know, skates past the goalie and it gave the Rangers a 4-2 lead. And that, you know, that let the crowd and myself breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief because um, you got some puck luck there. It was a lucky goal, but it was badly needed for the Rangers. The Rangers had played... Well enough, other than those first six minutes of the third period, to to warrant a little luck. Um, they had missed a few open spots, and you know the Pittsburgh third string goalie had made some some good saves. But Panarin, as I said before, he has been too indecisive, too east west in his game, and he has not been adapting to playoff hockey at all so far. Two games into the series, he needs to get better by a lot. If the Rangers are going to win this series, I am telling you, Panarin has got to change his game. About, I'd say, a minute, minute and a half later, Frank Vetrano, my man, I love him, stormed down the right side of the ice and buried one past the Pittsburgh goalie to make it 5-2 Rangers. And it was one of those great goals. It was an electric goal. He used his speed, his skill, and he wristed a beautiful shot over the shoulder of the Pittsburgh goalie. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, Pittsburgh then pulled the goalie, believe it or not, with five minutes left in regulation. And with that, the Rangers couldn't hit the open net, but Igor made several other outstanding saves with the goalie pulled there for Pittsburgh. Then with about two minutes left in the game, Carter from the Penguins, who Gallant says is, is a, is a good player, not a dirty player. He ran into Igor Sesterkin in open ice and knocked him off his skates. It was entirely avoidable. I thought, thought for sure the rest weren't even going to call that, but they ended up did calling a goalie interference call on that. The Rangers, you know, 
should be pissed off about that, even though it probably wasn't intentional. It certainly looked like he could have avoided him there. Um, but hey, the refs actually did call him for a penalty, so raise the flag. Um, Igor has been so outstanding, you know, this game that it, it was just not great that they knocked him off his feet there. Just, just was not, it was uncalled for. Pittsburgh took another slashing penalty with like 29 seconds left. It skewed the power play stats. It just, the Rangers weren't even playing at that point. They didn't want to, you know, piss off the Pittsburgh any further. They had a 5-2 lead at that point. So two of the power plays at the end of the game didn't even count as power plays. Um, in my mind, the Rangers were, you know, one for two, maybe one for three. I forget how many they really call. But it's going to go down the game as they, they called six penalties on Pittsburgh. But that was not the case. You can't count the four on four. And you can't count the two penalties in the last minute of the game. Give me a break here. Um so the Rangers went, you know, one for two or maybe, you know, one for three or something. But the power play has been a powerful, powerful weapon. Um, and this was an absolute, this game, a must, must win for the Rangers. And they got it done. Um, it looks like it's going to be a long series, unfortunately. The Rangers played fiercely and somewhat effectively, I'd say, for most of the night. They did get a little puck luck and some absolutely outstanding goaltending by Igor Shosturkin, who made 40 saves after making 79 saves Tuesday night. The Rangers, going forward, they need to simplify their game even further and make simple outlet passes and be more decisive more quickly. They need to play much tighter in their defensive zone. They give up too many outstanding chances to Pittsburgh. And they were bailed out repeatedly, again, by Igor Shosturkin. They absolutely, positively have to play better defensively when they go to Pittsburgh for Game 3 Saturday night. They're too loose in spots. I think Gallant, after the game, I can't remember exactly what he said. He didn't like that the uh, Rangers in their own zone were running out to the blue line too much, leaving a lot of opportunities down low. And to me, that's just one of about three or four things they're doing poorly in the defensive zone. Um Whatever adjustments need to be made, they need to get back to how they played during the regular season because they were about the second or third best defensive team all year in the NHL defensively, and they have not looked anything like that defensively through two games at Madison Square Garden. I understand it was three overtimes, but still, 83 friggin' shots in five and a half periods in game one and 40, what is it, 42 shots in game two here. It's too friggin' many. It's too many. You know, they need to give up 20, 25, 30 at, at the most. You cannot give up 42. You cannot give up 83. I mean, you got to be kidding me. They need to do better. They need to simplify the game. They meet, need to make simple passes. And Panera needs to wake the frig up and play some tougher, more decisive, more north-south game. I know he's more of an east-west turnaround, but he's got to understand time and space a little bit better. He doesn't have nearly nearly as much of it in the playoffs less time less space you can't be deacon left and right and trying to do spin around moves when a guy's closing at you at a much faster rate than he would be in the regular season Panarin has to see this he has to realize it and he has to make decisions appropriately and get rid of the friggin puck in a better manner than he's been doing so far for the rangers it was an outstanding game um and on this night the Rangers were really good, really tough, and withstood a huge onslaught from Pittsburgh as they head to Pittsburgh for Game 3 on Saturday night, which should be really outstanding. Um, and I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. 
please subscribe to the podcast. Please tell your friends about it. And if you can like it on the platform that you're listening on, please do that as well and recommend it to any of your friends. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.